Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Virginia basketball got pantsed last night on national TV. Chris Graham here talking EVA basketball. Wisconsin's kids seem to know what Virginia was supposed to be doing better than Virginia kids knew what they were supposed to be doing. That was my first observation from last night. 65-41 smackdown. The Badgers handed to the number 24 Virginia Cavaliers in Fort Myers. That one felt like a few games from past years. I didn't put this in the in the game column I wrote afterwards, the, the um, UMBC one, just because obviously UMBC is a touchstone for Virginia fans. But, you know, obviously not the 16-1 implications, but, I mean, just the way the game played Virginia uh, last night. And there were a couple of Florida NCAA tournament games that ugly loss to Tennessee back in 2013. Um, Virginia uh, – Ran its regular offense, uh, and and the other team seemed to know what to do about running the regular offense, and Virginia never adjusted. That's that was the hallmark of those four games. Those those games stand out to me as examples of that. Virginia had 18 points uh, at halftime last night. Uh, had a, a little run in the second half to cut the lead uh, from for Wisconsin from what was a high of 13 down to five at 40 to 35, and then in the last something like. 12.54 to go, had six points the rest of the way, three made baskets. Oof, man, that one was that one was ugly. Um, and, you know, if you watched the FS1 game and didn't have stats in front of you, you would have thought because the way the announcers were selling it that even Reese Beekman was having an off night. Beekman had 17 points on six of 12 shooting, and he had seven assists. He actually had a pretty good night. Those are good numbers. Um, but the odd thing there is, all right, he's six of 12 shooting. The rest of the team – was nine of 34. He had seven assists on those other nine made baskets. I mean, it's pretty impressive when you think about it uh, in an in a ignominious way. Wisconsin had been shooting 29% from three coming into the game. They made eight of their first 15, missed their last three. So they finished eight of 18, 44.4%. Uh, got a lot of open looks. Um, the the seven-footer Stephen Crowell was the key there. Uh, big guy. Only had two assists officially on the night, but if you uh, count assists the way hockey counts assists, where you know the first guy who makes a pass, the second guy who then makes the pass, the guy who eventually scores, they, they call him hockey assist. He had a lot of hockey assists last night. Uh, Virginia would post double Crowl uh, as is the hallmark of the pack line defense. You know, big guy in the post, you, you double him, get the ball out of his hands. He'd spin the ball out, and they would move the ball around the perimeter to an open guy, and it all started with him with his pinpoint passing. So only two assists, but 15.7 of 10 shooting, 10 rebounds for him. Uh, and his front court mate, Tyler Wall, had nine points and 10 boards. Wisconsin out-rebounded Virginia 48-21, to 21, uh, and that's tough um, to, to, to account for. That's the second – and, and – uh, 20 offensive rebounds uh, for Wisconsin, 18 defensive rebounds for Virginia. So that's an over 50% offensive rebounding rate, which is astounding. And that's the second time this season in five games that Virginia has allowed an opponent to get a 50% or better offensive rebounding rate. It's actually the two power five games. Florida was the other one. Uh, obvious, obvious issues in rebounding for Virginia. It's back to square one, really, for Virginia basketball. Um Tony Bennett after the game last night. I mean, the quote's pretty obvious. For all of us, it's humbling to go through that. Um, Bennett's still trying to figure out what he wants this team to be, uh, what it, how he wants it to play. Uh, to this point, he's been keeping things pretty vanilla. I mentioned the the lack of adjustments, lack of diversity in the offensive approach. Um, 
you know, last year, the addition of Vin, Ben Vanderplas, uh, a stretch five at six, eight, but still a, a hefty guy at six, eight who can shoot threes. Uh, Bennett opened things up a bit. Uh, he had, he had a couple of NBA like sets, uh, where there was action on one side of the floor, guys on the other side of the floor, kind of spotting up to, to try to take the defense, uh, attention away from, perim- uh, with perimeter shooting as a, as an option. Uh, there was a lot of middle third action with uh, middle screens uh, that would get some stuff going on in the paint. It seems like this year the only tweak I'm seeing is is he's going mover blocker again almost exclusively, and I, I say almost, and I don't I don't really recall anything other than mover blocker. Also, last year there were a lot of high screen and rolls for the point guards, so just you know traditional basketball play. The, all, all I'm seeing this year is is um, uh, the the traditional mover blocker. Some people call it the sides offense, which is you know, you set uh, your four, your power forward, your five, your center, uh, and they set screens either at the uh, closer to the three-point line or down low, or one can be low, one can be high, one can be high, one can be low. Um, and then you run your 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 point guards at the top, and then you run guards off those screens, and and, and then it kind of flows from there. The, the fours and fives are always looking to set a screen, uh, this year, the tweak I'm seeing is that they're setting those a lot higher. They're trying the Bennett's trying to keep the middle of the floor open, uh, for backdoor cuts, presumably, uh, potentially for dribble drives for the guards, but they're, we're not seeing a lot of dribble drives. We're not seeing a lot of backdoor cuts. You've got a Jake Groves, uh, who's the uh, transfer from Oklahoma grad transfer who can shoot from three. Now last night he was just one for seven overall from the field, but he can really stretch the floor. He's, he's a Vanderplas who's a better shooter from the five spot. Last night again, just one for seven from the floor, um, and the the issue last night for Virginia offensively was Wisconsin seemed to know exactly how to defend that, and Virginia Tony Bennett his staff never adjusted. They 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 kept trying to just run it harder. Basically, was the approach. Hey, it's not working. Let's just try to do it faster, uh, harder. Let's go run through those screens, set better picks. Um, Bennett after the game saying we got to uh, keep take, taking a look at stuff. How can how we can adjust things? That one's obvious. On the offensive side, forty-one points for Virginia. Uh, uh, everything offensively was bad. Rebounding again, I mentioned it. Forty-eight twenty-one advantage for Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> that's just, that's absurd. That's that's like a varsity team playing a JV team. Virginia as uh, uh, the the pack line defense is designed among other things to keep teams opponents off the offensive boards, um, and and slow the game down as a result. Uh, this year, Virginia is giving up a thirty five point one percent offensive rebounding rate. And you know, I, I look back at the numbers. That's from Ken Palm. I look back at the numbers. The last time an, uh, a Virginia team gave up anything over thirty percent was the last year of the Dave Lato era. So that Tony Bennett teams are usually in the low to mid-20s. Uh, they're always one of the best teams in the country at defensive rebounding this year, not even close. Ranking 312 in the country, there's 363 teams in Division One, So that's, you know, bottom 80% uh, of the country. Um, that's And it's in, in the two games that they've played Power 5 opponents, it's been an obvious issue. So um, last night, Bennett went with three guys at his five spot. He's playing four guards and then one one forward, one center, even though on offense, one of the guards has to set screens uh, to have the mover blocker work. Blake Buchanan had a big game against Florida, even though that game still ended with Florida with a big rebounding advantage. But Buchanan in that game had, I think it was 17 points. He had you know a good number of rebounds. I don't have it 
off the top of my head here. Uh, but he got to start for the third straight game, but then didn't start the second half. An ineffective in, uh, in general, only 14 minutes for Buchanan. No points, 0 of 2 shooting, I think three rebounds. Uh, Bennett started the second half with Groves to try to space the floor. He spaced the floor, but didn't make shots. He had ended up with four points, one of seven shooting, a couple free throws. Even went to Jordan Miner, the big guy from Merrimack, the grad transfer that uh, on paper was looked like to be the guy that would, he's a 6'8", 245 guy, you know, big, big body. Only got five minutes last night. And, and really, I mean, he hadn't been getting minutes outside of garbage time minutes to start the season. So 40 minutes for those guys to five. It added up to 40. Four points on one of non-shooting, five rebounds, two block shots, two turnovers combined for those guys. That's not going to cut it, especially when Stephen Crowell, the uh, opposing center, 15 points, 10 boards, two assists, a bunch of hockey assists. They ran their offense through him. Uh, if if uh, Virginia didn't post-double, uh, he would take advantage of, of the opportunity. Seven of 10 from the field, he would score on the guy guarding him largely every time he got the ball. If they did double him, he'd spin it out, and it seemed like, if not a, if not a score, an open shot that should have gone in for Wisconsin there. So he was easily the player of the game. Um, it's back to the drawing board for Tony Bennett and the guys. Uh, uh, obviously, the biggest issues. I think the biggest issue is rebounding. Uh, it, you know that that's where it starts with this Virginia team. Uh, you know, when I looked at Jake Groves starting, the, he, he started at five the first couple of games this season, started the second half last night at the five spot. You're thinking, all right, he's Vanderplas, but better. Uh, the rebounding has not uh, come to fruition yet. Blake Buchanan is in the game because he's a bigger guy who ostensibly can rebound, did not rebound and play defense good last night, didn't score at all. And so that's an issue. Uh, Jordan Miner still just trying to figure it out, and he's a grad transfer. He doesn't have a lot of time to figure it out. I will say, I, I, every time I, <laughs> it seems like I lean on this this anecdote a lot, but I remember interviewing Anthony Gill, who's now in the NBA. He's been in the NBA for a long time with the uh, Washington Wizards. Uh, he graduated from EVA in 2016, I believe it was, or graduated in 2015, played one more year as a grad uh, senior in 2016 before going to Europe, then making, making it to the NBA eventually. His first season at EVA after a transfer year, back then when you transferred, you still had a Sadat a year. Uh, he so he had a year with the green team and then finally started as a redshirt sophomore in 2013-2014. And you know, we he was advertised as a guy who could score, uh, and eventually he did. But his first season, it took him a while, uh, to, to get the flow of the offense. He looked lost out there on offense. And I remember talking with him at the ACC tournament that year that was 2014, was uh, the year Virginia won its first ACC tournament since the 70s, 76. And during that run, you know, you get a chance in the locker room to talk to guys one on one after games. Uh, talk to Gil about okay, it was mid February that year when things finally turned around for him, and he started putting up double digit games, basically every night out from 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 say February tenth on. It felt like I asked him what the difference was, and he said, you know, the thing was, uh, he's he was out there uh, thinking about what he needed to do defensively so much that it was impacting his offensive game. There's so much asked of guys in the pack line defense that, that he let it affect his offensive game. And he said, coach Bennett kept telling him, don't worry, I'm going to keep throwing you out there. Eventually it'll click and you won't have to think about it anymore. And he said it was around the time that it finally clicked for him defensively that his offense took off. He had a whole year as a, as a transfer 
uh, and then half a year, basically, or more than half a year, uh, as a as a you know fir- first year player in the system, actually in games before it clicked for him. We're asking Jordan Minor to do this all in a very compressed time frame, so uh, it's it's tough. I mean, Ben, ben Vanderplas, I don't know that he ever really got the defense last year, uh, and that was an issue for that team. Uh, and so we're 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 maybe seeing that right now. Uh, Blake Buchanan, the other, you know, actually all three of the guys at the five spot are, are first year guys in Virginia. Uh, Groves is a fifth year senior, uh, Miner's a fifth year senior, and then Buchanan's a first year freshman, true freshman. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to pick up that defense, and that's probably why you're seeing the issues at the five. I, at, from one to four, Virginia is as good as anybody in the country. Uh, bench guys and, and the depth there and everything else, but if the five is going to be an issue, this is going to be a problem for Virginia basketball this year. So uh, turn the attention real quick, uh, you know, quick turnaround. Um, Virginia uh, on Wednesday, still down in Fort Myers, faces West Virginia. Now, West Virginia has got its own issues. I'll just quickly preview what UVA basketball fans need to know about West Virginia. West Virginia had an 11-point lead last night at halftime over SMU. uh, Ended up losing by 12, so SMU a big second half. Uh, West Virginia's program, you may have may remember the headlines from the over the offseason and summer. Uh, first, Bob Huggins got in trouble with some silly, stupid comments, anti-LGBTQ comments on a, a Cincinnati radio show, led to a suspension and then uh, ended up resigning under uh, f- uh, under under pressure in the summer after a DUI. Uh, there's an interim head coach, Josh Eilert. He's picking up the pieces as best he can. They lost a couple of guys at a transfer portal, a couple of double-digit scorers from last year. Uh, the big transfer from Arizona, uh, a guy named Kerr Kresa, uh, is on suspension for impermissible benefits he received at Arizona. Uh, from their big issues from back a couple of years ago. So the, the rotation right now is pretty tight. Only seven guys and really six guys. Six guys played 24 or more minutes last night. He's got you know basically six guys plus a guy who plays a few minutes a game uh, there. One familiar name you certainly will remember uh, is Jesse Edwards, the former center from Syracuse, four-year player at Syracuse, uh, grad transfer. Uh, he's a guy that was always the guy in that Syracuse 2-3 zone that would stand back there and block shots. He's doing pretty well this year at um, West Virginia. Only four games, but he's averaging 15.3 points, 10.3 rebounds per game. Uh, and so, uh, but the, again, a short rotation for for Eilert, at least until Kreese comes back. Uh, and even then, I mean, it, you know, it, it'll still be a pretty tight rotation. He's only played eight guys in a game this year. When I looked at their, even, even they haven't had, really had any garbage time yet. Uh, with, with coming out of the gate, they lost to Monmouth uh, early in the season, uh, and so uh, not a lot of not a lot of minutes there for for guys other than the starters. Uh, but um, that game is tomorrow night at six o'clock on FS1. Uh, then Virginia gets a little bit of a break before coming back home next week. I think Texas A&M is the first game in the ACC, the inaugural ACC SEC Challenge. Uh, so tough games. I mean, obviously Power Five games. Uh, ugly loss to Wisconsin. Got a chance to rebound against West Virginia. And then looking ahead to next week, it's 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 A and M and then Syracuse. So, first ACC game of the season, um, you know this this team is 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 definitely got its challenges worked out for it. And Tony Bennett's got some work to do. Hey, if you got questions for me, anything for me to to jump into, 
uh, on looking at Virginia basketball, anything else, please email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.